0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Misil Sasharim in English. We are in the middle of Chapter 16, The Trait of tahara Purity. We, I, I guess we went a little bit off on a tangent yesterday, but it's important to know that one of the aspects of this tahara of this pure person, is he doesn't allow any room for the Yitzhara to influence any of his actions. And that's even his good actions. And we shared a story with the Vilna Gaon, which I find extremely inspiring. Um... But what does that mean to have influence? It means that in the good actions, in the mitzvahs that we do, in the, in the, in the service that we do with God, that the, that the are doesn't influence. It. Now, how? So there's different levels. And it's called Shalai Lishma. It means you're doing something not for its pure sake, but for the sake of, you know, you have some, something personal to gain to it or whatever. There's different levels for it. But let's see it inside. So we have the first one, which is completely forbidden. It's the worst of them all. It's when someone does, when someone, it's when one does not serve Hashem for the sake of the divine service at all. What does he do? He only does it to deceive people, to gain honor and money. This guy is a complete faker. He's not real. And he's completely, when he does a mitzvah, it's pretend. And he's doing it just so he can, so people should think he's a good guy. Maybe he'll gain from it, profit, profitability wise, or he'll gain honor from it, and that's totally incorrect. And Chazal have a statement for him, and they say it would have been better for him if he'd not been born alive. About this, the Prophet Yeshayahu said, "We have all become as one who is impure, and all our righteousness like repugnant garment." It's disgusting. I Meaning that 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 service doesn't count. But there's also another kind of shlo'al which is service of Hashem with the 10th to receive reward. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You want to get a reward, and Excuse me. <coughs> <That> <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, so there's a second level here where this person's doing it for the sake of the reward. You know, sometimes we need to motivate ourselves, right? You know, we have our kids all the time, we want them to do something and we know they're not gonna do it. So we motivate them by offering them a treat, offering them a prize or, you know, employers do that with their employees when they want to give bonuses and compensation, when they meet certain levels, it's called incentivization. So that type of level is not so bad. That's actually really good. and We're going to talk about it. There is one kind of level. There's another kind of level. This is the second to lowest level, which is completely okay. With service with Hashem, the intent to receive reward. Referring to this type of non-leshma, the sages always praise and say, a person should always engage in Torah study and the performance of mitzvahs, even if it's not for their own sake. Even if they're doing it just for the reward, why? Because eventually, through the study of Torah and performing mitzvahs, not for their own sake, they'll eventually come to study Torah and perform the mitzvahs for their own sake. It happens to be very true. The power of learning Torah, really, it ignites something in you, and eventually, if you, you know, after a long, long time, it. But you'll notice it in stages. You don't want to. You won't notice it if you if you micromanage it. If you look from, let's say, from uh, from one one day to Three months from now, and you continue studying Torah every day, you'll see how changed you are, and how you're learning, and how and it's an incredible thing to see it. You know, good, try it out, just see it. Ask someone who's close to you. Have you noticed a change in me? Or I mean, but you'll notice a change in yourself, and that's what he's saying here. The term is mitoich balishma, that when I'm doing it for not my not for the right sake, but eventually it will convert to something for the right for the right sake. And this is praiseworthy among the Hamim. and but at the end of the day, we all agree that that's still not the highest level of serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu. and that's what, this, that's what this Torah is. So, we're obviously not talking about a person that's doing the mitzvah or the avoda for the sake of the reward. So, we must go another level, however, beyond these levels of Shalolishma. The thing that requires even more study and much work is rooting out even a mixture of improper motivations ah, So now we're going to go into the higher levels. We want to make sure when someone's learning Torah, in a sense, or when someone's doing the avoda, we need to take out the personal, you know, personal gain from it. And that's what we call the, the improper motivations for this Tahar. Again, we have to be very clear and very precise because we don't want to give the wrong impression we talking about someone on a very high level and he wants to improve himself. And this is how he can do... This is how he can make himself better. So now how does he move? So what are these improper intentions? That means a person starts out sometimes to proceed the mitzvah with the intent to genuinely lishma. That means that he's motivated. He wants to do it. Why? Because he wants to serve God properly. He's not interested in the reward. He resolves that I'm doing... I took one mitzvah and I want to do it completely for the sake of the mitzvah. I'm not looking any reward for it, take something small whatever it is, take that mitzvah that's what I'm doing, now this person decided that he doesn't want to do, and that's what his intention, however he will not refrain from including with some other ulterior motive, that means you know, it doesn't mean I'm not going to smile, someone praises me, wow look at that guy, he's doing the mitzvah so nicely, he's serving God so nicely or I'm not going to say, well you know, if you pay me If you give me a word, I'm not going to say no, you know, don't get me wrong. Again, this person, he did it for the sake of God. But then at the same time, though, if he gets a little praise for it, he's not going to shun it away, you know, and so on. So there you see, it's very subtle, but there's still personal gain from there. So, and sometimes even when you set out and you do not explicitly, sometimes you don't even explicitly intend it. You don't look for it at all. You're not looking for it. But what happens is you, you overhear someone praising you about the mitzvah. And as a result of that, you become more conscious. And then we'll explain to you with a story that Gemara talks about. There's a story with um, Rabbi Han- the, the daughter of Rabbi Hanina Ben Tarjeron. She was a big tzunuah. She was very, very... Um, modest, a very, very modest person, and everyone knew that, she and she she was not looking for praise, but one day in the marketplace, she was walking, and she heard one of the Tanayim saying, wow, this woman is such a Tanua. When she overheard that, she immediately paid more uh, careful and paid more attention to her steps to make sure that she's actually dressed that way and modest that way. So you see here, the additional praise influenced her to be more careful do you understand the difference the the you know so even though again there's nothing wrong with what she did but you see how the influence of the the, the praise influenced the more modesty and that, she, that 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 wasn't the point that's that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about someone who's purely even though this quote unquote forbidden intention is insignificantly small and constant motivation for the action, nevertheless, an act that has such a mixture, you can't define it as completely pure. Because at the end of the day, it's we're talking about pure motives, like that story of the Volna Gain. He did not care. He was so excited that he gave up his own haba for the mitzvah of Esrat. We have to talk about, we have to, you know, and he gives an example here, that like flour and all these things here, Like when you offer flour to the bisbeach, it has to be sifted 13 times (coughs) to make sure it's very, very pure. Now, what's what's wrong with doing it one time or two times? I mean, goodness, 13 times. Why? Because you want it to be perfect. And that's exactly what we're talking about, the perfect type of service to God. And that's what this tar is looking for. So you understand the subtle differences? That's what we're talking about. We have improper mixtures, improper motivation, of the Yitzhahara, where the Yitzhahara influences our decisions and so on. Again, I want to reiterate, this is a very high level and it's only for someone who's ready to start taking on these things in slow, slow steps, as the Ramkal always says. We'll continue more on this concept and he's going to explain it more, what what he's thinking about, what his motivation is, why he's doing it um, on the next podcast. See you next time.